You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. This is the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. Miss Madison Morris is sitting right across from me. I am Brady Trantham. Nate Baldwin is in studio keeping us alive. The Thunder... They follow up a thrilling double overtime victory against the Utah Jazz just 18 hours prior to tip-off tonight with a three-point loss to the Sacramento Kings, 119-116. to uh, Madison, Yikes. Um, it was ugly in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. The Thunder led 2-0 early. They grabbed the lead in the fourth quarter, but it just you could just tell. Every, you and I are tired. Right. We were in the arena until about 1.30 in the morning last night doing mm-hmm. all of our stuff. Um, we're tired. I can only imagine how basketball players are feeling right now, uh, let alone uh, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and company. They certainly look tired, except for Russell. We'll get into that later. But, uh, you know, I've got to say, I like the effort. I like the right. effort. Um, the Kings led by as much as 16. Uh, the Thunder did not quit, specifically uh, Russell Westbrook. But uh, just in the end, they could not make enough plays on both sides of the floor to hold the lead. No, the Kings came in tonight. They looked refreshed. They looked ready. They were ready to play this game. And I think, I mean, yes, the Thunder had an incredible game last night against Utah Jazz, having to go into double overtime and 8.30 tip-off. It takes a lot of energy. Billy Donovan even talked about that um, in his pregame presser. He said, you know, I give credit to where credit is due. These guys definitely came out and performed last night. But, you know, I, I don't know. When I was thinking of the remaining 25 games, and the Thunder taking on the Kings on the second night of a back-to-back, I really didn't count this game into one of the losses. So I was a little surprised by it, even though the Kings have had a phenomenal year. They played much better than they have in the past. Uh, guys like Buddy Heald, my goodness. Buddy Heald. Buddy, Buddy Buckets. Heald. He was, he was so awesome. Oh, he was awesome tonight. <laughs> he had 34 points. He was 12 of 22 from the floor, 3 of 5 from the, from the three-point line. And he just... You know, he took care of the ball. He did turn the ball over three times, but, I mean, Buddy Buddy Hield is just a guy that if you let him get hot way too fast, which they did, uh, he's going to pick up 14 points in the first, or the first quarter, which he did. He was an so ab- it was just yeah, it he, was a buddy show. He was an absolute thunder killer tonight. Every time the thunder would make a run, uh, every time Russell Westbrook would get the thunder within, you know, nine points, eight points, seven points, Buddy Hill would just come out there and just quietly hit a jumper mm-hmm. and just quell a thunder run. Um, he was he was sensational. Um, Buddy Hill, like you said, finishes with 34 points. Game leader was Russell Westbrook. We need to talk about Russ tonight because, right. you know, like we said, you and I, Madison, we're tired. Nate, are you tired right now? Oh, yeah, I'm a little tired. Yeah, everybody, tired. everybody's tired. tired. I mean, except for we are live at Flint Restaurant just below the Colt Gord Hotel. Lovely, lovely atmosphere. Lovely, lovely evening. Um, everybody is a tad bit tired after last night's thrilling victory, but Russell Westbrook was not. He was – that. this is the legend of Russell Westbrook. He does not understand what tired means. No. Uh, 15 to 30. <laughs> 30 shots. But, he, hey, he was 50% from the floor. 5 of 12 from the three-point line, so he continues his three-point shooting expertise from a, um, last night where he was 6 of 13. Um, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. He kept the Thunder in this game, and he brought the Thunder back and put them into a position to where, hey, they could win this game. They have mm-hmm. no business in winning, but 
like you said, Madison, it was just Buddy healed over and over and over again. The Kings just... Him, Marvin Bagley, De'Aaron Fox, they just hit timely shots. Yeah, and I mean, I kind of expected that uh, just coming into tonight's game because I think it was the last time the Thunder played the Kings. Of course, Buddy Hill got hot. Uh, guys like Willie Cauley-Stein able to take care of Steven Adams pretty well. Uh, okay, we were kind of laughing about this, but uh, I mean, I'm not even going to say it right. Bogdan Bogdanovich. <laughs> oh, yeah. You did, did I say that you right? You did a good job. Oh, my gosh. It's okay, much better I, than Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, I still can't say that, so I'm not even going to try. Do, do it real quick. Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's awesome. Don't, I'm on a roll tonight. Don't be shy. Antetokounmpo. But so, <laughs> um, yeah, Bogdanovich tonight, he was sensational. I mean, he did end with 15 points. He was 5 of 9 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3-point. But he was 100% from the free throw line. And little things like that matter, especially um, in a game like this when it was only 3-point deficit at the end. So, you know, guys like that, they're tricky. And they're going to come in here and they're going to school the thunder. And if the guys aren't ready for this and they're going to come off of a thrilling double overtime game, you know, they're not going to see what's going to hit him. And I think that kind of happens tonight, especially with guys like Bogdanovich, uh, Buddy Hield, of course, and De'Aaron Fox. That kid is he's sensational. Qu- he's quick. He's very you, quick. You can't say that he's fast because Russell Westbrook will Russell probably – Russell Westbrook is fast. He'll understand he'll, – someone will tell him that, hey, I was listening to the Thunder First Stakes show on the franchise, you know, 107.7, and uh, whoever it was on the radio said, oh, yeah, De'Aaron Fox is fast. And then he'll run over here he's and say, run over here no, and say no, 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 I am fast. I am fast. Uh, so we'll just say that De'Aaron Fox is quick. He, he has um, quick speed. But, you know – you know, we can talk about Buddy Heal and Russell Westbrook for another hour, which is what you're stuck with us. You're stuck with us for an hour here on 107.7. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, it, it was really, the difference was the other guys. Yes. You know, um, Bogdanovich uh, with 15 points. Uh, Marvin Bagley, it seemed like every time he took some weird mid-range jumper, it would just fall. Those guys for the Kings, they were hitting shots, and it was guys like Jeremy Grant, who had a really great game last night and mm-hmm. hit Two big threes um, in regulate one regulation one in one of those overtimes. Like there were so many, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> one he, of them. he only finishes with eight points. Uh, not that much of a factor offensively. Uh, Terrence Ferguson, who finished the game a lot better than he started. He started 0 for four. Had three drop passes that resulted in turnovers. Just and was playing really great defense right. on Buddy Heel, but Buddy was just like, ah, I don't care. I'm just going to drop this anyway. Buddy was like, I am talented. Um, yeah, and sometimes that's going to sometimes going to get you. <laughs> that's going to happen sometimes. But the Thunder's other guys, they didn't get going until probably until it was a little too late. The Kings had already caught fire. Right. No, it was. I mean, yeah, because like they said on the broadcast, and like we kind of said at the beginning of the show, the Thunder. They had that 2-0 lead to start the game. They didn't find the lead until maybe like mid-fourth quarter again because this game was completely controlled by the Kings. So, um, I mean, we've talked about Buddy Hill. We've talked about kind of the guys that came from the Sacramento Kings uh, tonight. But, Nate, go ahead and fire up our uh, player of the game, and we'll tell you guys who we think that is. Now, the Franchise Thunder player of the game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Alec Burks. His one for, oh. one for three performance was just sensational. <laughs> uh, breathtaking, if you will. Breathtaking, <laughs> now, absolutely. Um, Thunder-wise, of course, it's going to be Russell Westbrook. If Russell absolutely. Westbrook, if he has a regular game where he just drops, you know, he's averaging 21, 22 points um, a game this year. If he has a game like that, the Thunder get run. Right. Um, he did not want to get run tonight, and he, he wanted to win. So um, definitely Russell Westbrook with the player of the game. Uh, Paul George had a come back to coming down to earth moment tonight. That was definitely four of nineteen. You know, and you know, I talked about like the role players not really bringing it tonight. If Paul George brings just kind of half of what he's been putting out in these last two months, 
the Thunder probably win despite the low energy effort amongst the entire team. With just Russell and Paul, you can win a lot of games in the NBA because they're just so pa- right. uh, great and so powerful. But, yeah, um, Russell Westbrook played the game for the Thunder. But overall, i got to go with uh, Sir Buddy of House Healed. <laughs> Sir Buddy Healed. No, I agree with you. Definitely going to be Russell Westbrook for player of the game. Um, it's kind of funny because... When you just mentioned Paul George, that's the first time that we've even really mentioned him on the show. And for the past, oh gosh, three months, he's kind of been the first thing that comes to mind when it comes to either Thunder wins or Thunder uh, trying to win this game because it's all been Paul George. But like Brady said, this was really a coming down to earth moment for him. Paul George, 14 points, uh, not a spectacular night for this guy. And it was a little surprising, but I mean, I kind of figured... That game was due for him because I don't know how long one guy can just be super hot on offense like that. So this was definitely that night that Paul George cooled down and Russell Westbrook looked like vintage Russ again. Yeah, I mean, Paul had kind of a comeback down to earth game the last game before All Star break against New Orleans when the Thunder lost, where he had what twenty seven, twenty eight points. But still, that's that's a really good, that's an All Star level yeah. output, and it kind of speaks to how well he's been playing all mm-hmm. all season. Is oh, he had twenty seven points, boring. Boring. <laughs> He's been averaging 40 points, it seems like, since you know, late January. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it it's an understandable loss, and I'm not a Texas A&M fan. I don't subscribe to the moral victory, but I have to say, <laughs> I have to say, um, the Thunder had every opportunity to just say, you know what? We won the game that mattered on this back-to-back. Right. Like the Jazz are the sixth seed. They're a division rival. They knocked, us out. they knocked us out of the playoffs last year. We've got to get this win. They did that in thrilling, theatrical fashion last night. Oh, Des- man. Despite you and I wanting to get our work done and go to bed, they, they did not care. Paul George said it was like, no, nah, I don't care. I'm going to hit this floater <laughs> over Rudy Gobert and his eight-foot, hum- like, large human body. <laughs> um, they take care of business there last night. Um Again, they had every opportunity to just drop this game, but they kept fighting, and that's been a recurring theme with this team is they hardly get blown out. Right. And it's it's remarkable because, you know, we saw last year they would have games where they would have it, they would have games where they didn't have it at all, and they would get run. But it's something that you can take for. It's an 82-game season. This isn't college football where every game matters. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of look at, it, look at it that way. Some might say a moral victory kind of lens, but... You can look at it this way. The Thunder had every opportunity to just get destroyed. They didn't. They fought back. And you can really sense that they can, you know, have that going forward as we get closer to the postseason. Yeah, and I think people are going to look at this and say, oh, gosh, well, it's the Kings. You know, the Thunder shouldn't lose to the Kings. But you have to take into account what this team has done this year. And I'm talking about the Kings at this point. You know, this is a totally different team than last year. I think they're structured a lot different. They come in, they fight. They've had some pretty successful games. And, I mean, they just came off, what, that uh, Golden State game where they almost won that one. So, I mean, they're going to be a little... They're going to be a little hot-handed tonight, and that's exactly what they were. And, I mean, I don't want to say, oh, the Thunder were absolutely depleted tonight, but it wasn't exactly the best performance that was going to result in a win. So that's kind of what happened here. But, I mean, it was a good fight, three-point deficit. It's not terrible, and it's just time to move on to the next one. Nate, well, I just really quick before we get to break, um, I just want, I'm just curious, um, were you able to watch the entire game? Yeah, I watched the majority of it. I was kind of flipping between that and the hockey game, if I'm being honest. Well, <laughs> I, that makes sense. But it was well, a really I'm, good I'm game. Just... I mean, it was back and forth just to see how OKC was able to battle back uh, from being down double digits uh, a couple of times, it looked like. So it just kind of showed you that 
you know, they still don't have that quit, and they still play hard. It just some of the shots didn't fall tonight. Right, yeah, and that's that's something that's going. It's like, gonna happen. That's gonna happen. You're not gonna have every guy hit every shot like like what seemed like last night. Um, but yeah, it's 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 easy to just say, yeah, it's the second half of back to back. They're gonna get an L. They've got a big game coming up Tuesday night against the Denver Nuggets, who they are 0 2 against. The Thunder lose the season series to the Sacramento Kings tonight, uh, one to three. Not that it will probably matter. The Kings are still fighting for that eighth spot, but. Uh, we will get into that much more as we take you guys through this 119-116 loss to the Sacramento Kings. Uh, I am Brady Trantham. I'm with Madison Morris tonight, Nate Baldwin, back in studio. You are listening to the Thunder First Take Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise. When we get back, we're going to take you through around the association. We're going to do the kick-ass possession of the game, who that dunked at, all that fun stuff. Just stick with us here at 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. This is my jam. Looks like Madison likes the song. This is my jam. Nate knows this is my jam, too. Nate's got the jams. Nate's got the jams. 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. You are listening to the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. I am Brady Trantham alongside Miss Madison Morris with Nate Baldwin back in studio. We're live at Flint Restaurant underneath the Colcord Hotel, and it is starting to pack it's it start, is popping. Yeah, it started to get popping. Uh, we came in here, Madison, what, about around halftime? Yeah, like right, the very start of the third quarter. Yeah, right when the second half started. And it was a little quiet, but that's because there's 20,000 people just down the street packed into Chesapeake Energy Arena. Right. Um, the Thunder lose to the Sacramento Kings 119-116 to 116 in a fun game, a game where the Thunder had every opportunity to just say, eh, let's just get ready for Tuesday night against Denver. Um, they came back. They fought back. They grabbed the lead even um, early in the fourth quarter. And ultimately lose. Uh, I'm looking at Twitter right now, Madison. Yes. Um, Nate, I don't know if you're checking out Twitter as well. It seems like everybody's a little upset about that charge call. <laughs> uh, just Yeah, just a little bit. Because yeah. I think when it initially happened, and Russell actually made that bucket, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be an and one. They're going to tie the game. Uh, not Exactly. Uh, Russell Westbrook actually gets called for the, called for the charge, and uh, the basket does not count. Yeah, it count. was it was such a weirdly officiated game because um, about the five four minute mark of the fourth quarter, right, and on for about four straight possessions, the officials just swap. It's like they forgot how to blow a whistle. Yeah, <laughs> because there were fouls on both sides of the floor, back over and over and over and over again. They were just like, no, we're just gonna let these guys play. Uh, I guess the officials got the memo. Uh, I think they understood Oklahoma City fans didn't want another overtime game. So it was either someone's <laughs> going to win, someone's going to lose right now. Um, but I've got to say, initially, yeah, I-, I thought it was going to be an and one opportunity for Russell Westbrook to yeah. take the lead. I believe the Thunder, I, th- I believe if that had counted, it would have been a tie game. Mm-hmm. And then on the replay, I watched it from one angle. I'm like, okay, that's a good call. On the vertical shot, you know, looking down on the floor, it really looks like, oh, okay. Looks like there was a right foot being moved. So maybe kind of a weird call in that situation when you're talking about a former MVP and Russell Westbrook. But um, we have seen Russell be called for that in those types of situations before. It was an offensive rebound. Everybody was scrambling. And typically when Russell Westbrook scrambles, things go wrong. He won't get the benefit of the doubt, and that's what happened last night. That's why he fouled out um, when he ran up against Jay Crowder. Even though Jay Crowder is like six foot twelve, four (laughs) hundred forty-five pounds, you know Russell still was able to uh, flop. He made him flop. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I, I don't know. I think it was there was a lot of heat in the moment. I mean, obviously, Chesapeake Energy Arena is one of the craziest places when it comes down to the wire like it did tonight for the guys. And I think Russell Westbrook just had a moment where just even the littlest slip up and if you just move your body, control your feet, don't do something right, you're going to make a mistake and it's going to not work to your advantage. And I could definitely see the frustration when uh, that call was made. So, I mean, yeah, it's frustrating to Thunder fans. It's frustrating to Russell Westbrook. Um, so, I mean, I feel his anger. I totally understand. But, I mean, you got to stay smart even in the biggest moments like that in a game. you just got to stay smart. you got to stay focused. You have to do all the things that you know is the right way to do it. And so just as soon as you let that slip, things are going to go wrong. And I think that just happened to Russell tonight. I mean, that place was insane. We saw it on television. We were here, but we could still see it on television. (laughs) One more thing before we get uh, around the association with Mr. Nate Baldwin. Um, You know, like I said it midway through the first segment, um, it's just been a recurring theme with this team. And I think that's been the most fascinating thing with the Thunder this year is their it, it sounds so cliche, and it sounds so like raw, raw. Everybody like play fundamental basketball. This team fights; they yes. do not quit, and right. it, it comes from Russell Westbrook, and it trickles down to Paul George. This is this is why we're seeing a different Paul George this year. Yeah, like every whether you're talking to local media that have covered him for the last few seasons, national media that have followed him his entire career in the NBA, back with the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone says, I've never seen Paul George play like this. I didn't know he was capable of, of play like this. It comes from Russell Westbrook's relentlessness. Yes. This, this. Relentlessness. Hey, yes. hey, there it is. Uh, free stuff at Flint. You know, sometimes <laughs> that happens. Um, and it trickles down to everybody else. Terrence Ferguson, of course, Jeremy Grant, Stephen Adams. This team just refuses to quit. Yeah. And again, yes, they lost, but they won last night. So really, who cares? Yeah. They're 38 and 21 right now. They're sitting pretty at the three seed. Realistic chance to maybe fight for that second seed uh, when they play Denver on Tuesday night. Um, I like what I see. I, I mean, I, that's as simply as I can put it. I like what I see. You're going to lose games. You're going to play ugly at some spurts. And they, they played ugly tonight. They didn't make enough plays to win. But I like what I see. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of people are going to chalk this up to a bad – I'm doing my quotation marks – a bad loss just because it was just a three-point deficit to a team like the Kings. But like I said in the first um, – what is this called? The first – part of the show you know the first half of the, the show. first half of the show yeah uh, the second segment second. the segment i can't even think of words it's a Giannis antenna yeah segment antenna <laughs> uh but in the first segment of the show i did say you know people are going to look at this as a bad loss maybe because the kings weren't as good um as the thunder but they were the better team tonight they did make a lot of good plays they had a lot of good looks on offense they had guys like buddy hill deer and fox and it just, it showed, it came out in the end. So, I mean, Thunder fans, like, take a breath. This isn't a bad loss. Uh, they won that game last night. And what Brady said in the first segment, here, I got it that time. In the first segment, Brady said they did win the game that mattered most. And they were able to get the get the job done. So they're going to have to focus on Tuesday night when they're in Denver. I am reluctantly about to throw it back to Nate for around the association. The reason why I say that is because... We just pulled a Jerry Ramsey and didn't really give him a heads up. Well, no, I I let him know. (laughs) Oh, you Um, did? Good! I let him know behind the scenes. Sorry, Jerry. (laughs) But speaking of Jerry Ramsey, the Detroit Pistons beat the Miami Heat. So, Nate, when you get to that part of the scoreboard, just like like really rush through it. (laughs) I got you. Well, go ahead, Nate. Fire it up. Well, it was a full slate tonight of basketball games. You got the Bulls over the Celtics at home in Chicago, 126-116. 
Yikes. Uh, like Brady said, uh, yeah, the Detroit over Miami, 119-96, no big deal. New Orleans over <laughs> L.A., 128 to 115. No Anthony Davis. He he was quote unquote resting. Yeah, he was definitely unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Too unhealthy to see LeBron. Uh, Wizards drop one to the Pacers at home, 119 to 112. The Cavs find a way to win over the Grizzlies, 112 to 107. Nets over the Hornets in Charlotte, 117 to 115. The Hawks find a way to win as well. I'm sure that was a really big game there in Atlanta as the Suns lose their, I think, 17th in a row here, 120 to 112. Blazers over the Sixers in Philly, 130 to 115. And currently, uh, second quarter, about four minutes left. It's 51-43 Jazz over the Mavericks. And then it looks like a final now. Uh, Oh, it just kind of reloaded. That's kind of weird. But you got the Rockets (laughs) and Warriors as well. Was that 118 to 112? Houston. Yeah. What a game that was. Ooh. And then, of course, uh, Bucks and Timberwolves, 140 to 128. Milwaukee wins at home. Wow. No James Harden for the Houston Rockets tonight as they looks like to defeat the Golden State Warriors. Wow. wow. Also, and I'm just going to take a rough estimate here, Madison, you might want to pay attention to this one. Looks like all three Oklahoma Sooners went undefeated tonight. The Atlanta Hawks win with Trey Young. Uh, Blake Griffin and the Detroit Pistons uh, win 119-96 over Miami. Of course, Buddy Heald gets the victory in Oklahoma City. But the uh, Oklahoma State Cowboy, Marcus Smart, I lost the Bulls. All right. Well, I am just jumping out of my socks with excitement right now. I, I know so, you are. I know uh, thank you, are. you for that, Bree. Please thank put you down so your much. OU pom-poms. Thank you. <laughs> hey, no, um, I know. I mean... It was a crazy night in the NBA. I see that uh, Draymond Green left with an injury, so that's brutal. So, I mean, that kind of is just a testament to the NBA right now and just the league as a whole. I mean, anything can happen on a given night, and so obviously the Kings coming in tonight and just putting one on the Thunder, it was going to happen. So, I mean, I think the guys can regroup from this. They can take something away from it and go to Denver on Tuesday and just – completely unleash on the Nuggets. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying, you know, that's something to look forward to. That's something that could happen. And uh, Brady and I will actually be there to witness it. So I guess we'll find out. Yeah, this, this has been, this is going to be quite a trying four days, five days for us. We're getting on the, we're getting on the plane <coughs> Monday night, heading down to Denver, heading up to Denver, whatever the direction uh, is. I don't, this way. Yeah, that way to Denver to cover the game on Tuesday night. We'll be back. Wednesday morning and primed and ready for the Thursday night TNT matchup against the Philadelphia 76ers. Hopefully Joel Embiid will be there because Madison loves her some Joel Embiid. I'm actually a pretty big fan, I'm not going to lie. I was telling Brady and Jerry the other day, that is my new favorite NBA player just because I think him on Twitter is hilarious. If you don't follow Joel Embiid on Twitter, you really should do that. um, Does anybody follow him on MySpace? Mm, he was in my top five friends, but he knocked uh, me out of his, so I knocked him out of mine. Well, that's 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 terrible. It was rude. Um, what what should we do? Should we do who that dunked that, or who should we do the kick ass possession? Let's talk about the kick ass possession because I actually have two, and I kind of want to nail through them. Well, why don't you just do them? Okay, Nate, fire it up. Oh wait, this is that music I really like. <laughs> Brady, stop headbanging and flant. Oh, my flant, neck. flint, flant. And Flint, it's rude. I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and go because, like I said, I have two just because they both stood out to me and they both involve our uh, player of the game, Russell Westbrook. 
So my first one was at the 820 mark in quarter three. And Russ had this really tremendous block. And it kind of made me want to, like, rub my eyes because I'd never seen Russell Westbrook get a block like that. But it was awesome. And uh, he shoots it out to Paul, who drives it down and finds Terrence for the corner. And uh, he knocks down his first corner three of the night. And I think that was when he had started the game 0-4 from three. It was just not looking good for Pittsburgh. But he knocks down a three. Uh, I mean, it catches the thunder up because at this point they're down. But it makes it 67-64. to And uh, this was kind of like in the middle of their big third quarter comeback when they were starting to play some pretty decent basketball. So, I don't know. I really liked this possession because it gave life to Chesapeake. It gave life to the guys. And, I mean, Paul George and Terrence Ferguson had some pretty good court chemistry tonight. So, that was just something I noted. But uh, my other one that also involves Russell was uh, when Nerlens got a pretty big block. That was at the 6.30 mark of the fourth quarter. And it set Russell Westbrook up to drive in for a layup. And it makes it 104-101 Kings. But this was just another opportunity for energy to find the guys because we could kind of see it as the game was going on they were dragging a little bit except for Russell Westbrook um things just looked a little lethargic out there so you know both of these plays involved Russell Westbrook they were both really good plays that put the thunder in a good I don't know a good position to win the game even though it wasn't able to happen uh but yeah both involved Russell and that's why those two are my kick-ass possessions of the game spoken like a true poet I we're mean, just gonna, we're just gonna, I practice. That's perfect. We'll just Thank leave you. it there. I'm going to agree with you wholeheartedly. They were great. They were exciting. 107.7, the franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. we still got a few more segments for you for the next, let's see, 30 minutes or so. Uh, if you were living under a rock for the last two or three hours, the Thunder lose 119-116 to 116 to Buddy Heald and the Sacramento Kings. Madison has yet to say Sacktown, even though she said uh, to oh, me prior to the dang it. show. That she was going to try and say Sack Town ten times in the I show. I forgot. But, hey, you've still got 30 minutes, so. It's going to happen. We're going we're gonna to do this. 107.7 in the franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. You are listening to the Thunder First. There goes Madison dancing again. I like this song. Madison, where are the Kings? Where, where do they play? Uh, they reside in Sack Town. And they play in Sacktown in the Sacktown Arena, and they play a, a lot of games there in Sacktown. <laughs> that was five, um, four, if, or five. Yes, yeah, three or four. I, lost I don't math. Um, I don't math. 107.7, the franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Uh, this is the Thunder First Take post game show. Brady Trantham, Madison Morris, Nate Baldwin back in studio. We are live at the Flint Restaurant underneath the Colcourt Hotel. Um, it's awesome. Great food. Great, great drinks. Great atmosphere. It is filled. Great staff. It, yeah, great staff. They've been on They've point been tonight. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what's it? Kevin? Kevin. Our, yeah. yeah, our guy Kevin. He's he's awesome. He's just too cool. Takes good care of us. Everybody takes good care of you. So uh, if you guys are cold outside, which it is, it's way too cold for my liking. I don't like cold weather. Uh, <laughs> hurry up, spring. Um, yeah, come on in. There are a few tables left. There's some bar space. Check out. They're great drinks. Everything is just great here. I it love is it. Great. It's yeah. always fun to do the post game show here, as opposed to the uh, the studio. Yeah. Where it's dark and we're by ourselves. We don't have any friends there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like at I'm least here. we have some friends here. Oh, that's right. Nate's oh, hi Nate. There. Hi. Oh yeah. I totally forgot. I didn't know you were listening. To be honest, I thought you were watching <laughs> hockey. Um, yes, the Thunder lose one nineteen to one sixteen to the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Buddy Heald. Leads the Kings with 34 points, 12 of 22 shooting, 3 of 5 from the three-point line. 
Russell Westbrook was the R player of the game with, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, 41 points. Uh, 50% from the floor, which is great. He took 30 shots, which, you know, eh, you know, it was just one of those games. He was 5 of 12 from the three point line, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 7 turnovers, mm. but that's, that's what you get with the Russell Westbrook experience. It was a fun game. Um, the Thunder just did not make enough plays, particularly in the middle parts of the game. Yeah. Um, they start off the third quarter, um, like the Kings were leading by 10, 12, in the first half, I believe they had a 63-49 lead heading into the locker room. Right. And Russell Westbrook sparks a 9-2 run in the third quarter that just brings the Chesapeake Energy Arena back to life, brings the Thunder back to life. And the Thunder rode that the entire way. I believe they outscored the Kings 67-59. to Something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They outscored them in both the third quarter and the fourth quarter. So Yeah, like the Thunder, they outplayed them. On the scoreboard in the second half, they just, like I said, they didn't make enough plays in the second quarter, beginning of, um, kind of, not the beginning, but the mid part of the third quarter. Just too many timely buckets by Buddy Heald and company. Uh, just wasn't meant to be, but when you look at the grand scheme of things, uh, the first game back after an all-star break uh, for the Thunder last night in a double overtime victory against the team that knocked them out in the playoffs last year, you got to like what you see. You know, on the two-game stretch, back the home back-to-back. I, I honestly did not know what to expect with the guys coming back from All-Star break. I mean, yes, they got their rest. Um, a couple of them definitely were down or up wherever North Carolina is. But, I mean, they were up in Charlotte doing uh, the All-Star stuff, and then they come back, and I, I don't know. I just didn't know what to expect with them putting on such a big performance with Utah, a game or more like a team that kind of – kind of gives them like a chippy vibe so you know having Utah come to Oklahoma City the moment that all-star break ends it was just I didn't know what to expect but I mean obviously Paul George has an MVP like performance Russell Westbrook definitely contributes uh, scoring over I think he had 43 last night and so you know you have performances like that carrying over into tonight I mean Russell Westbrook obviously with his 41 points performs at an all-star level definitely something the Thunder needed Um, but I kind of wanted to save this for a little bit later when we talk about our stat cat, but I'm going to kind of talk about it right now just because it did make more of a difference. Should we fire up stat cat? Yeah, actually, let's just fire up the stat cat Do so we can talk about it. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, pussycat? So, now that we've fired that up, kind of what I was talking about is a big, crucial difference in this game tonight was going to be the Thunder Bench, because uh, last night, the Thunder Bench only combined for 14 points. Tonight, they combined for 32, and that's just a, that's a huge leap right there, because you had guys like Markeith Morris, only his second game with the Oklahoma City Thunder, had did ten, make... Had 10 points. Yeah, had 10 points tonight. His first points as a Thunder player, Thunderer, uh, Thunder. was, was a dunk, yes. easy two-handed dunk. Yeah, it was it was awesome, and he had two blocks tonight. Then you had guys like Dennis Schroeder; he had 14 points. Uh, Nerlens Noel, who I say it every time I get on the radio, and I don't know why they still let me on the radio and talk about this, but <laughs> I just really like Nerlens Noel, and he had six points tonight, two blocks. That's obviously what he's known for. Uh, he picked up eight boards, and he was three of seven from the floor. But you know, Nerlens Noel, he's just someone who. I I really like in place of Stephen Adams when Stephen Adams does need to go sit and take a rest 
So you, when you have the Thunder Bench coming in, and they're actually going to contribute tonight and do some really good stuff out there, it's going to make a huge difference. I mean, obviously, last night the Thunder were able to win, even with only 14 points. But, I mean, Paul George only picking up 14 tonight, that's something that the Thunder Bench had to step up and do something about, and they did. They had 32 points combined. That was awesome. Yeah, I can't remember how much they scored last night. I, I know Dennis Schroeder against the Jazz in the fourth quarter and one of the overtimes. He hit some timely buckets. Up until that point, he didn't necessarily play well. He hasn't really played well in these two games after the All-Star break. He, of course, missed two games prior to the All-Star break, dealing with the birth of his child, uh, Dennis Schroeder Jr. So uh, shout-out to baby DSJ. <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr., Dennis Schroeder Jr. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. Watch out, NBA in 20 Watch years. Watch out, the blonde patch, the Yeah, the blonde patch is going to wreak havoc <laughs> amongst the league in 20 years. Um yeah, um, the thing about Nerlens Noel and kind of what I was talking about earlier in the show about the, kind of the trickle-down effect of Russell Westbrook, uh, Nerlens Noel finishes with four, um, eight offensive rebounds, like you said, four on the offensive glass. It seemed like all those offensive rebounds came in that third and fourth quarter surge. That's the thing about Nerlens. There will be games where he you look at his box score and there's not a lot of things that impress you. Right. But if you watch the game, if you watch the games over and over again, he makes so many good winning plays. He makes so many good winning effort plays. Oh, for sure. And just his his activity on the offensive glass, his activity on the perimeter when he gets switched out against uh, shiftier guards, it just it just plays into this this Thunder identity of defense first, trying to force turnovers, trying to get easy buckets, whether that be on the fast break off of a turnover or on a put-back dunk. That's what Nerlens Noel's bread and butter is, and uh, it, that's why he's been able to have such success with the squad. But, you know, six points, you know, six points for him, ten points for Markeith Morris, two for Abdul Nader, 14 for Dennis Schroeder, who didn't really get going. I mean, 14 points is respectable for a guy off the bench. But when you consider, um, you know, Schroeder ended up 5 of 12. I think he started off 0 for 5. Yes. It just, you know, other than Russell, other than Russell, it just, like, yeah, everybody was a little yawning. (laughs) Yawning on this one. Yeah. Yeah, this was a, you could certainly tell everybody was as tired as you and I are. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of to be expected. But at the same time, like I kind of said in the first segment, Russell Westbrook looked like vintage Russ tonight. And I think a lot of people have been saying that because he has been shooting a lot better now that he's come back from uh, All-Star break. He shot phenomenally last night. He did a pretty grand job tonight. Um, It's just, it looks like a different player. I mean, he's not, um, what? I mean, what did he finish with tonight? Four assists. So not exactly what he has been doing, um, being able to distribute the ball the way he used to, but... At the same time, you just got to give it up to Russ because he's doing some great things. Now he's kind of finding his rhythm on the on the shooting end. And so if he's going to find something, you know, it's going to contribute to this team, and that's what he did tonight. It was great. Yeah, it's certainly been a process with Russell Westbrook this year. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody knows about the shooting woes. The shooting percentages are down, uh, historically bad. Um, the, the scoring per game is woefully down from what we've seen from Russell these last few years. Uh, since he's become one of these top flight players, one of the best guards in the NBA. Um, but it really seems like through this process, he's piecing one, he's piecing things together, like in a really nice little progression. Right. And, you know, I got to say, if we're going to get, you know, MVP level Paul George and then Russ Westbrook to the point where he's able to drop 25, 30 points a game, wow. 
like again, ah. like, it's an 82 game grind, and this is not a moral victory speech. Like I don't want to seem like I'm preaching that to the choir here, but um, when you consider everything that happened last night, when you consider everything that has happened this this season, especially with Russell Westbrook. You've got to like, if you're a Thunder fan, you've got to like what you're seeing moving forward because, as everybody knows, the Thunder have the toughest schedule oh, for sure. um, until the postseason. And if the Thunder are just, you know, if they're relatively average from this, this point out in the win-loss column, they're going to at least retain the third seed. They have the tiebreaker over Portland. They have a tiebreaker over Utah. And they're trying to even the score uh, starting Tuesday night against Denver. If, they, if they're just average from here on out, they'll have the third seed. Mm-hmm. And with the way that they play in and their bread and butter being defense, forcing turnovers, getting easy buckets, that translates to the postseason. So you've got to like your chances if you're a Thunder fan for this team moving forward. So kind of something that I brought up to you while we were watching the game, and we can kind of touch on it a little bit because I'm a little curious to hear uh, your perspective, maybe even hear Nate's perspective on this, but I've noticed a little bit of difference in Steven Adams. And we were kind of talking about that, how he looks – you know, a little mm, reluctant almost because he's not grabbing as many boards as he used to. He did pick up nine today, so that's great. Um, but he just... It certainly likes he's dealing with something physically. Yes. Like, he will never, whether it's practice, shoot around, locker room stuff, he will never tell us that he's hurt. No. Unless he is physically unable to put his jersey on, he will never admit <laughs> to being hurt. He might but not even admit to that. You know, to anybody watching the game in the arena and the stands, if you're a fan, you and I up in the press box... It certainly looks like he is not the same at the same level physically right. as he was a few months ago, but that's kind of been another recurring thing for Steven Adams. He always does this. It always kind of works out this way for him. Mm-hmm. But then once you get into late March or April into the postseason, he turns it on. He's able to flip yeah. the switch physically. And so I guess unless something happens, unless something is told to us, um, like injury-wise, I'm not worried. I'm not too worried about Steven Adams. Just a couple of things I've noticed is him – uh, staying flat-footed on the rebounds. That's why he's been getting out-rebounded by guys who are much smaller than him, which is weird to me. Um, but I don't know. I don't see the same fight in Steven Adams when he is rushing for a ball or if he is, uh, I don't know, if he's being very forceful underneath the rim. I mean, he did go 5 of 7 tonight. He picked up 11 points. You know, that was great for Steven Adams. He was 1 of 3 from the free throw line. That's something he's been struggling with. I think it was last night he actually airballed a free throw. It was just kind of weird and out of character. But I don't know. I mean, I agree. I think he's going to be all right. He's going to turn it on when it's much needed. But at the same time, it's just something I've noticed. Um, You guys are definitely able to contribute in. Tweet at us if you want to have something to say about anything we say. Uh, it's at Brady Dust Sports at Madison Morris. Uh, but yeah, this M-A-D-Y, is M A D Y S S O N. M A D Y S S O N. Yeah, I know it's really weird, <laughs> but I mean that's just kind of something that I picked up on. I kind of wanted to see Nate. Did you uh, happen to see anything weird about Stephen Adams that you wanted to uh, bring to light? Uh, if it, it almost kind of seems like, is it one of those positions and the size that he is? You know, maybe it's just a little bit of wear and tear. Right now in the season, it's kind of like that in between to where, you know, take a couple weeks, maybe just like tone it down a little bit, rest up while you're still playing. And then once you get closer to the postseason, just pull LeBron and activate your postseason. What is it? Playoff Steve. Playoff Steve. Playoff Kiwi. Playoff Kiwi. That's even better. I mean, it looks like he spent majority of his all-star break playing uh, Fortnite or whatever. So I'm Whatever sure that is. I, I don't play the video I am games. the opposite of hip. 
I, <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, 107.7, the franchise, 107.9 in total. So we'll have one more quick segment when we get back. Uh, the Thunder lose 119 to 116. I am Brady Trantham. That is Madison Moore sitting across from me. Nate Baldwin back in studio. This is the Thunder First Take post game show. When we get back, we'll do one more thing concerning the Thunder's next few games. We'll talk about that, see where they're going from there. Uh, but once again, like I said, you're listening to 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Is this another jam of yours, Madison? It is another jam of Ooh. mine. I didn't recognize it at first, and I was like, oh, this is Bruno. <laughs> I know Bruno. I've never met him. Me just watch. Oh, he's a great guy. Oh, okay. Just kidding. I'm well, everybody, everybody knows you, Madison Morris. <laughs> I am Brady Trantham. Nobody knows me. Nate Bowen back in studio. I'm sure a few people know Nate. Um, 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. You are listening to the Thunder First Take postgame show. The last segment here at Flint Restaurant underneath the Colcord Hotel. Um, the Thunder lose 119-116 to to the Sacramento Kings. Buddy Heel did his thing. Uh, that Buddy Heel does, which is just get buckets. 34 points, 12-22. Russell Westbrook finishes with 41 points, 15-30 from the floor. Paul George had a very pedestrian night. 14 points, 4 of 19 from the floor. Um, really nothing else to talk about box score-wise. Right. Um, but the Thunder, they have two days off before Madison. You and I will be in Denver for the Thunder and the Nuggets for round three of that series on Tuesday night. Uh, but you, you look at the schedule coming up just in this next week. Let, I'll just run it down for you. The All Thunder right. are on the road against Denver. They are 0-2 against them so far this year. The Nuggets, of course, have the two seed, which I believe they are either two or three games ahead of the Thunder right now. Um, then they come back to Oklahoma City Thursday to play Joel Embiid, hopefully, hopefully for your sake. My fingers are crossed. And the Philadelphia 76ers. Then they got to turn around two days later and play the San Antonio Spurs on the road on Saturday night. First game in that arena since that incredible, incredible three-point shooting performance by the Spurs and an incredible overtime game, I might add. And then they have a second night of of a back-to-back the following night on Sunday against the Memphis Grizzlies in Oklahoma City. So when you look at these these four games, you got Denver, Philly, San Antonio, Memphis. If the Thunder split these four games... That's that's pretty good. That's if, pretty good. If they go three and one, three and one, and of course four and zero, oh, they will seriously separate themselves from the rest of the of the logjam that is mm-hmm. the Western Com- the Western Conference from four eight from four six seven eight nine. Is everybody is just right up right up against each other? Right. The Thunder have a serious chance this this week to make some separation, but again. That's much easier said than done. It absolutely is, and because I'm looking at the schedule, too, and, you know, these games, they're going to be tough for the Thunder just because they're going to be filled with a bunch of guys who are trying to fight their way into the playoffs as well. Uh, I mean, they have games with Memphis. They have games with San Antonio. They have games with Minnesota. You know, teams like that, they're fighting for something, and so they're going to come in, and they're not going to mess around. They're going to want to get... They're going to want to get work done. So if the Thunder do not come in mentally prepared for the rest of these games, I don't think it's going to go super well. Um, they can't let fatigue get a hold of them. they got to take care of their bodies for sure. So, I mean, there's just a lot that goes into looking at the rest of the schedule. Uh, I kind of said this on our podcast, but uh, which, by the way, you oh, are listening yeah. we to. We are forcing the OKC82 podcast on you yes. against your will right now. 
Uh, subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to podcasts. Madison and I do that. do a show after every single Thunder home game or away or game. away. Oh, all of them. We do all of them. That's why it's called OKC82. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll be doing a lot more as we get into the postseason. Absolutely. So, so it'll be the OKC, hopefully the OKC 92 plus <laughs> for Thunder plus. fans' sake. But yeah, it's it's... This is a really big week for the Thunder because... Yes, it is. Um, and it's also a big week for Russell Westbrook because he was 6 of 13 from the three-point line last night. Tonight, he takes, what was it, five of tw- he was 5 of 12 from the three-point line. In those two games against Denver, that first one, Masson, if you remember, that was the game where he was 1 for 11 right. from the three-point line in a game where the Thunder Brutal. had no business winning, but because... They are so good at fighting and clawing themselves back into games. They had a shot, you yes. know, late in the game. But Russell's one for eleven performance from the three-point line really led into the Thunder having a disappointing loss. The second game, I the one thing that stands out to me on that second game in Denver was that atrocious foul. On, I think it was on Jamal um, Russell Westbrook onto Jamal Murray mm-hmm. late. It was just a bad ending to a game. It was a bad look. Basically, what I'm saying is. The Nuggets bring out the the bad Russ in Russell Westbrook, if you can call it bad Russ. And because he's taken nearly 33-point shots in the last two games, I'll just say this. I'm glad they have two days off. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get back to the drawing board and think about this. Yeah, really got to play smart basketball to finish this off. I think Russell Westbrook, what I've noticed about him and what I'm sure a lot of people have, is when he feels like he gets real hot from somewhere, he's going to keep taking those shots, which is good because that shows he's relentless. That means he uh, is kind of what we described Terrence Ferguson as earlier. You know, he's not going to shy away from an opportunity if he feels like he's good enough to take it. So that's a good thing. But at the same time, you have to be super smart about the shots you're taking. Don't waste any possessions. It's not necessary. Uh, do what you need to do to win the game, but also do it in a smart way. Uh, distribute the basketball a little bit more. Take your time. And Russell Westbrook, who has been great at doing that, this entire season has not exactly done that in the best way now that they've come back from all-star break so it's just kind of a thing that uh he's gonna have to work on he's gonna have to keep in mind going into uh the rest of these games and i mean every guy on the thunder right now they have something that they're gonna have to work on and perform at a higher level if they want to see a successful postseason so that's just something they're gonna have to carry with them and i think they'll do some good things if they're able to keep that in mind and and they have to be successful this week because even beyond that memphis game next sunday They've got a four-game road stretch immediately following wow. that. Two, uh, March 5th at Minnesota, March 7th at Portland, following night, Friday night against the Clippers in L.A., and then the Jazz in Salt Lake City on March 11th. This is going to be a very trying stretch for the Thunder. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's a good thing this comes after All-Star break. Everybody was in Turks and Caicos hanging out, having a good time, swimming around and getting engaged to their girlfriends. There you and, go. you know, everybody's happy, having children, you know. It was just it's a crazy. good time. It was a great but time. now we got to get back to basketball and that Madison. Um, you know, like every time, it seems like every time, like going back to mid-December, it was like, okay, now from now on the Thunder have the toughest schedule. And we were waiting for that bad stretch. And they kind of yeah. had a little bit of a bad stretch when they lost four out of five, when they lost on the road to Atlanta, they lost at home to Minnesota, they lost at home to a Los bad wizard, a bad Wizards team. Yes, and the Lakers as well. Yeah. Um, but they, of course, rebounded really quickly and won six of their next seven games. 
Uh, every time we put this, okay, here comes like the real test, the Thunder route always answer the call. Yeah. And they play really good basketball, especially late in games, and they find ways to win games. So I'm really interested to see how they they take this next week and then that four-game road stretch following that week. I am too. I, th- I think it's going to go well. I really do. Um, that's just me being an optimistic, <laughs> honestly. But I think if Paul George can get hot again, if Russell Westbrook can kind of keep the stretch that he's doing, Stephen Adams can kind of shake out of whatever is kind of holding him back a little bit. Terrence Ferguson keeps shooting the ball, uh, shows a lot of valiance on the court. And then Jeremy Grant is effective on offense like he has been before the All-Star break. Then I think things are going to go well. So um, I guess only time's going to tell. This is going to be an interesting schedule with uh, teams like Golden State, Miami, uh, Indiana. And, I mean, they play Toronto just back-to-back. So they're going to end this game – or, sorry, they're going to end the regular season against the Milwaukee Bucks. So, I mean, it's going to be a fun rest of the schedule for us to watch. So, I, I don't know. I mean, whether the postseason is going to be fun or not, that's going to be up to the guys. Yeah, thank God we don't have to play because if I had to play basketball tonight, I would vomit 12 times, <laughs> I would cry two times, and, uh, yeah, I'd probably pass out one time. Well, let's not do that. Um, really quick before we uh, send it back to whatever else is being played. Um, I think it's SB Nation. Basically, when, yeah, SB Nation. Before we get out of town, uh, Nate, do you have a random hockey factoid for me? Because I need some in my veins right now. Yeah. Uh, of course he does. <laughs> Hall of Famer. The hockey guy. He's like an old Hall of Fame legend, Bobby Holt. He played like in the 60s with the old Chicago Blackhawks. He has oh. the fastest recorded slap shot in history at 118 miles an hour. Now, and remember, okay, this is wow. in the 60s, so he's got like literally just like a wooden stick. It's nothing like with the flex and curve we got today. And if you, he's, he's worth a Google. Incredible. I'll tell you what, well, if you want to know what what size of a man can hit that hard of a shot, <laughs> you can it's worth a Google. That sounds cool and all, but that has nothing on Happy Gilmore, who was the only person to ever take his skate off and try to stab somebody <laughs> in hockey history. So that that's where we'll, that is where we'll end it. Nate, thank you so much for thank keeping you, us Nate. alive back there in studio. You do a great job. Thank you so much, brother. No problem. Awesome. Madison. Let's do this again. We will be we, uh, will, we will be in Denver Tuesday nights. Yes. We'll be there Monday, Tuesday. We'll be back in Oklahoma City Wednesday for all the fun Thunder coverage. But, yeah, uh, follow Madison Morris on Twitter, M-A-D-Y-S-S-O-N-M-O-R-R-I-S, the third Morris twin. Just like Markeith, but yeah. more athletic. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he didn't hear that. Sorry, um, oh, my God. I am Brady Trantham. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Thunder First Take Post Game Show, 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Um, it was fun. It was a fun game to watch, but sadly the Thunder lose. 119 to 116. Buddy Heel did his thing. Russell Westbrook did his thing. Fun game to watch. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Thunder First Take Post Game Show.